Welcome back, everybody, to Creep Time, the podcast, because this is your host, Silas Dean, and I have a special guest with me today. Please introduce yourself, Miss Ma'am. Hi, uh, everyone. I am Jade Richard Craven, the co-executive producer and writer of Gridiron Grind, um, and I'm so happy to be here on Creep Time. <laughs> that almost sounded like you were introducing yourself as the producer of this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I know, like I own it, and now I'm trying to own everything. <laughs> You're like this. Was, this sounded like a board meeting. You were like, "Hi, everybody. I'm I'm here I, I can to be more let casual. you know I am the producer of the okay. podcast." No, I okay. love that. No, no, no. This is this is all this saying is in. I love this that. This is very, very me. Yeah, where I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready for my interview. <laughs> no, I'm so excited. Well, this is awesome because. She's our special guest today, everybody, um, and she's a friend of mine. And when your friends do sick stuff, you want to help promote it. So, of course, I'm gonna let Jade. I'm gonna let you go into like a full introduction about yourself and everything about the movie. But just to tee you up, this is your very first movie, yes. and it's it's now on Tubi. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's called Gridiron Grind. It's so exciting. So to explain the title first, <laughs> Gridiron is what people often call a, a football field. And it's about grinding, like, you know, being on the grind and hustling, which is what I've been doing the past five years trying to make this film. And uh, my dear friend yeah. Silas knows that. And I wanted to say thank you for having me on. It really means a lot. Even tried to get some oh of his God. music in the movie, but we won't talk about that too much. Um, but we won't talk about that today. <laughs> Not today. But That's tomorrow. a conversation for the legal teams. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. I know. Cause we can, Not today, well, but not tomorrow. Not today, but tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If you want an exclusive, uh, DM us. No. Um, so oh, his songs are great. Uh, shameless plug. But, oh my God, you're okay. so sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. He, he really shines in his, his song shine okay stop <laughs> so, i'm about to throw up i'm about to puke know, on air I, I didn't know gridiron meant football field i'm learning a that in real time as you're telling me it's kind me of an older term for the football field like back when it was like called the pigskin a football used to be called a pigskin and it used oh. to be a bunch of uh caucasian men playing in like loose pads <laughs> and that was the gridiron <laughs> It's so, just like the heyday of like I'm imagining like yeah. the 50s when I think of pigskin exactly. I think like let's throw a pigskin around that's 1950s exactly. in my mind exactly exactly so so just to tell you to ju- actually jump into what the film is about it's a coming of age story yeah. about a queer girl playing football at a predominantly white high school so she's dealing with sexism and self acceptance identity you know there's this great storyline with her mother being a little bit more feminine than her and understanding of her sexuality but just not understanding her daughter and what's going on. Um, because the main character, Riley Brooks, who's maybe loosely based off of me, I don't know, um, and a few people. <laughs> I can't even hide it. Um, no, all the characters are, are parts of me for sure, but I played football in high school. I was the only girl on the team. I went to school at Pasadena Poly. Shout out to the Panthers, um, which was just a coincidence that in the movie they're called... I was about to do the- a chant, and I, I had no idea what I was about to do. That was well, instinctive. You know- I was about to go... Whoop. You know what's hilarious is I made the first football movie with, I'm going to claim this, I don't know if it's true, without any cheerleaders in it. Oh my God. So there was... That is kind of true. There were some scripted cheerleaders, but we, we saved more on um, like the crowd extras and the uh, the players. <laughs> so it was... Not we cut the cheerleaders for budget. <laughs> we cut them. Stop. Stop. Yeah. This is an offline conversation. <laughs> okay. Silas. Oh my God. <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. Okay. Stu does it all the okay, time. Okay. I'll bleep it okay. out. <laughs> yeah, but no, there's so much There's so much tea I could spill. But it's a really fun story. Um, I, I like to call it kind of like, you know, part of it is like Rudy, you know, meets Remember the Titans, meets Love and Basketball and One Tree mm-hmm. Hill. I have a bunch of uh, atypical, 
Um, I grew up loving all those teen dramas of the WB and CW. So it's a lot of like, what if Peyton and Lucas were queer or they kind of were, but yeah, like, or, or what if that queer? It's so, no, it's such an original story. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. Yeah. how many queer football stories are there really out there? But I have to tell you from like the POV of, cause you yeah. would agree that it's semi autobiographical because yes. you were in high school, yes. you were a very, female football player. So. Seeing the screener when I saw yeah. I saw it for the first time with you and having your family in I the know, room, but also having I like know. friends from high school in the room. Yeah. Jade, that <laughs> is such a unique experience because I was I literally sat there and I was like, I will never ever see a movie like this Aww. again where it's a story. Uh, it's your story yeah. or part of your story on screen. But the people who are like loosely featured in the story, like your family and your friends, are in the room well, reacting in real time. Thank <laughs> it was you. Crazy. It was crazy. Thank you for acknowledging that. And uh, the mutual friend yeah. of ours who won't be named was like, "You are so messy." Like, and it, he was like, "You're gonna have all these people together," but they all were a part of it in the best <laughs> way. You know, like the one douchey character is—I describe him as like a lovable douche. Uh, shout out to to Griffin Senvinsky, who played Cole so well. Uh, he really brought, like, he shout brought out, it. Griffin. Uh, Griffin, yeah, Griffin, you get a shout out. I'll, I'll shout out all the cast, gosh. Uh, <laughs> I promise. Um, they were great. I met them too. They were they so were sweet. They were so sweet. A lot of them were there, and they got to see it like, wait, you're still friends with this guy? I'm like, no, but he's the lovable part, and the douchebaggy part are these other guys who I don't talk to. And so a lot of them... That was shocking when I, I realized who he was <laughs> and, like, which character he was, like, based on. I was like, you invited him? He's here. He oh loved God. it, and now he's he's with a wonderful uh, feminist woman, and he's a, an amazing guy. I think, in my opinion, he always oh, yeah, had yeah, my yeah. back on the football field. How I describe Cole, the character, is that mm-hmm. Cole just wanted to win, and if Riley, the girl on the team, my character, was winning um, or catching the football, he was going to throw it to her. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like that mentality of it's not about gender; it's like who's best for the job. And a lot of that, you know, I can get into the the Hollywood allegories and whatnot. But now I feel like I got to shout out the rest of the cast. So the wonderful Naomi. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say it was like all right? of the wonderful people in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> shout out Na- Riley, please. Right, Naomi Grace killed it. That was a really hard character. As I was writing it, I just kept typing like, oh, my God, this is so sad. Oh, my God, this is so sad. And And then she brought like the sass and the tears and the ups and downs, I mean, she has a great romantic storyline with Morella Cardoso, who is just outstanding and blew us all away. Yeah. And then her mom is played by Sharon Leal. And my mom's still swooning over the fact oh that Sharon Leal played her, you know, who was in Dreamgirls. And she's in um, what's Pretty Little Liars, the reboot, Original Sin. That's where she was yeah. from. She was from Dreamgirls. Oh, my God. The whole time yeah. I was watching her, I was like, where do I know her? She almost looked like... um. Is it Tessa Thompson? I'm well. That's, that's, she reminded that's me so yeah, much of her. Yeah, similar, similar vibes. Um, but yeah, I mean, Sharon is is really a special person. So sweet. Um, I also got to shout out my. She director. delivered one of the best monologues in the. Oh in wait, the can we talk about? Real. Okay, can we talk about that? And then I'll talk about the director yeah. and producing team. Um, of course, so, absolutely. So I have never been more proud as a writer as when I first heard Sharon Leal and like I was helping out with some of the editing notes. I was not in the editing bay. That was all the director, Kevin and his, um, mm-hmm. his editing team. But I got to, to give some notes on stuff because I was a producer, you know, most writers on a feature would not even see the movie. The position you want to be in. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> I was like, where you want to stand in exactly, the room. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, thank goodness. Um, so 
I heard her deliver that monologue because I, you know, I came up working with like Cheo Coker, who did Luke Cage, and he would write these amazing monologues from Hersha Ali, who played uh, Cottonmouth mm-hmm. in Luke Cage. Um, and I was like, oh, shoot, a lot of my dialogue is fast back and forth. Like, I, and I really like that pace, right? Of like, boom, 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 you know, kind of like in the, in the vein of Dawson's Creek or Gilmore Girls, where it's like just back and forth dialogue. And Sharon, um, her monologue is basically, I like to say it channeled my gra- my late grandmother who passed away the year I started writing this movie in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and I come from a strong line of black women on both sides, but on my mother's side especially, um, she could tell off, my grandma Lois could tell off someone in the most elegant way. Like, like she would just... It's a talent. It was, it's a special talent. And, you know, staying calm because, you know, you have the angry black woman stereotypes. No, just staying calm, mm-hmm. making someone else look stupid and just laying down the facts. And so tell me your reactions, yeah, to the monologue. I was so she, proud of it. It was like... Yeah. Well, it, it was moving. I mean, I think the writing itself was just moving as Thank is. You. And I always say from, like, heydays of acting school, I was like, it becomes a lot easier to act on screen when you're given yes. gold. Is the yes, thing. Yes, and that monologue yes, was yes. so well done. So I think one feeds into the other. Exactly. She was talented enough to bring her to it. And you were talented enough to bring that story to life on paper. And it just, it was like a perfect moment in that movie because so much of it was like really, really like the story was moving along. Mm-hmm. And then like it just gave pause. Right. And I, I I was sitting next to, I think I was sitting next to a oh. bunch of women from Queer Women's Group. Yeah. I think Queer, so. Queer Field and Day. Queer Field Day. Queer Field Day. Shout and out, we, shout we out, were yeah. like super in sync. We were super in sync because <laughs> the whole time, because like during yeah. all of those moments, I was clocking them like uh-huh. on my like, right and we kept clutching our pearls at the same time. We yes. were having the same body well, language. Well, what I love about that moment the most is it's the first time Riley is like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize how much my mom respects me. Because another part of the mm-hmm. storyline that, that was, you know, based off of my own experiences in high school, feeling kind of second best to my sister like, I was a superstar in my own right, but I was always, like, the athlete, and she was the more academically driven one, which you know now is kind of ridiculous. But, <laughs> um, like, <laughs> you know, Duke versus Stanford, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, stop. <laughs> I'm not trying to create any rivalries on this podcast. No, 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 not today, not today. Um, but so it was really nice the way Naomi also just took it in in that scene of, like, Ma, like, she's, like, just that one shot that Kevin got of Naomi's reaction to Sharon's like, blah, 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 blah. My daughter is only, oh, you know, girl in the hundred year history of Parkview. And you guys don't even want me to tell my network of, you know, black students who want to apply here. And that was all very true and still is true in my life is that uh, we were the minorities at a predominantly white high school and my cousins and I. So in the movie, it's just two two sisters. But my cousins and I and my my three siblings, we all went to Poly. Um, and it was like in my class, my cousin and I made up half of the black population in a class. Well, it's it's like a critical <laughs> story to tell because it no, because it has so there are so many so things many that it really talks it. about. Right. I mean, it's 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 a queer story. It's a story about blackness. It's a story about misogyny, like a, mm-hmm. a, a woman trying to play football in high school. But one thing I was curious about, just from your personal story, because I didn't really get this in the beginning of the movie, because it seemed like without really any animosity as far as getting on to the team in the beginning, were you ever hit with a roadblock in high school when you were first trying to get onto the team? Or were they like, you can try to try out, and then the tryout kind of blew everybody away? 
That's a great question. So I would say that's one of the more fictional elements of the movie. I'll take you through my high school experience. I played freshman year, but you know, start from birth. Let's go back start real from far. Birth. Let's okay. Go. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm no, kidding. but you should. I mean, it does. I it, as as Riley says in in the movie, I played since I was five years old, and it didn't matter that I was the only girl out there. I've written those. That's that what scene I got. So yeah, I times. was like, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like it was nothing to me. And my cousin Blake, who's lovely, you know, who I've. Um, I live with now. He uh, was the star of the team. And so we were like a great duo from five years old. And then in seventh grade, it was like the the quarterback who's partially part of Cole. He came in. So all those guys who knew me from a young age were way more receptive than the douchebag guys who just started playing football in ninth grade. And they were like, I'm just doing this to get girls. You know, they. Isn't that kind of like a testament, though, that like they were sort of. It was normalized for them from a young age. Yes, that's interesting. Exactly. I didn't actually know that like no, part of it, but and, they, and, and they never like thought twice about having I a girl on the team. I love that you bring that up. Exactly, and like same with my brother. Um, they, we have this hilarious quote of one of my brother's best friends. So my younger brother is like nine years younger than me, and they always rooted for me on the sidelines. He and his male friends, because they were conditioned to that to that being normal, and <laughs> he was was bringing up Stanford again, and one of his best friends goes. So, uh, Jade plays for Polly. Is Jordan going to play for Stanford? And I was, we were like dead because <laughs> it was like, no, you know, that wasn't a reality and she didn't play football. But to him, it wasn't even a thing. It was, and that's, you know, to connect it to the queer aspect of, of normalizing things like for one character who's more comfortable with who she is at the beginning of the movie page, you know, at some point someone in her life asks her like, you know, who's the girl? And, it's, I mean, don't spoil anything. <laughs> but uh, I was about to say, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, don't yeah, give yeah, away I too know, much. Know, oh, my God. But, but <laughs> I'm like, we're I, trying to I, plug I, the movie, not to share the script. <laughs> I, I know. I Well, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna tune in now. Yeah, no, um, I know. You uh, are, you guys? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> they I really just, will, though. Creepers are very, very loyal to these things. Oh, so, yeah, and, they're and, definitely yeah, going to jump we're on. we to the horror version of it down the line. You know, I think Naomi does. She said she wanted to play a... A super evil villain, so Riley could turn. That's everybody's dream, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's everybody's dream. I didn't know we'll, that we'll was wait for the sequel. Dream. We're like, that's not my dream. I can't write that dark. Yeah, I'm like happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so so what? I just love the conversations between um, the girls' parents, like where they they kind of normalize sexuality in a way that I think we all should, you know. No huge coming out moment. And even for me, I never had some huge coming out post. I was like, hey, I wrote a movie and I'm queer. Like, okay. <laughs> you know, and I, and I made community over the past five years and started dating women and still date men. And I'm yeah. just I'm just me. And that's really But that's nice. what's kind of beautiful about that story, yeah, though. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. what I, I liked a lot about it was that it wasn't the, it wasn't just the traditional... There were elements, of course, of like right. coming to terms with sexuality and very like coming of age. I took away from it, but that didn't sure. seem like it was the focal point of the movie. I'm going to talk too much. I'm going to give away like the yeah, whole yeah, damn yeah, plot. yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. It's hard <laughs> but, not to, guys. Yeah. It is. It's hard not to because you want to talk about it because it's so exciting. Yeah. But guys, I really have to like tee it up. Like, please go check out this movie. Gridiron Grind. Thank you, Silas. On Tubi. Tubi, I don't think people know that Tubi is a free, free. platform. It is. Yeah, so if anyone... Y'all, it's just like it's, YouTube. It's just like yeah. ad-supported completely free. Completely free. All you gotta do is TubiTV.com slash sign up. 
I know I know it now. I have it, yeah, like memorized. It they're really quick commercials too, mainly for me about cleaning supplies because I apparently I was gonna say yeah. the ones that were played during the because <laughs> right? we we didn't even get the ad free version. No, 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 no. <laughs> when we, play, yeah, when yeah, we played yeah, it yeah. at the screen, yeah. we had to watch the ads. Yeah. So honestly, I, I appreciated I the ads because we could talk about it. <laughs> I do want to just give a special thank you to Kevin Arboe who really just captured the essence Yay. of the story so well our director he was amazing and to Brittany clemens who founded the project and ep at mar vista and the whole mar vista team and brett at tubi we had a, an amazing the first original uh tubi uh film to have a screening on the fox lot um which was a week ago uh I know and, that. That's sick. yeah it was very special so uh so you got to check it out we got what one more day of Pride Month, um, so you got to check it out tonight. I think. It's perfect for a Friday also, night watch <laughs> or Independence Day week slash weekend because to me it's a liberation anthem for women, for queer mm-hmm. people, for Black people, and for everyone. Pride typically, I feel like, carries on to like the end of Fourth of July weekend oh, for most yeah. people. That's where like the partying of oh, Pride yeah. still carries and on. And me too. celebrating this movie definitely will go till the end of football season. So we got time. <laughs> I was like, we've got until like 2025. Yeah, 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 at least. Well, I got to finish my next script. Yeah, so. <laughs> Silas, thank you. Well, of course. Well, I'm okay, so oh, I'm going to oh, jump oh, into. I wanted to keep like some of like the yeah. time reserved so we could. Because this, obviously, this is a creep time episode. Oh, so right, this was right, so right, exciting right, to right, like. Right. Per- <laughs> right, we're on creep time, the podcast. Every time I hear creep time, I think. Creek, yeah, like Dawson's Creek. I just, I just hear it. it Dawson's Creek. Creek. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when I made it. No way, you no, know that that's no, no, oh. no. Okay. <laughs> and that's a huge influence for any millennials like me who want to watch an old timey Dawson's Creek. Really? Yeah, for the movie. Yeah, all the like Eli and Riley best friend kind of vibes. It's very. Doughy. Is Dawson's Creek the one that has the theme song that's like I don't want to wait? Yep. Oh, see, that's why my voice yeah, is I gone. Think- yeah. Because <laughs> you've been singing that all day, all night. I was singing, night. I don't want to be, I was singing the One Tree Hill theme song. Oops. Oh my God. I'm going to have to check out Dawson's Creek you, now. You should. It's I've on, never seen it's it. It's on, I think, Max and maybe Hulu. All these shows are on like multiple platforms because they like last the, you know, test the time. Cutting up the pie. Yeah. Seriously. All right. They're just well, like dicing it out. Okay, well, let's do our, Yeah. <laughs> So I don't even know if I've like fully bre- I told you what we're going to do because obviously this is a football plug. And again, just real quick before we jump into it, if you missed it one more time, download Tubi so you can check out Gridiron Grind. It is available now. It's perfect for a Friday night watch so you can support Jade's movie. We would be so, so appreciative of that. But I wanted to keep this on theme for football. So I was like, what are some eerie ass like... <laughs> Football, I'm so nervous. Football, like <laughs> themed cases and stuff. There was so a I did find some that were like, and she never showed up. <laughs> I, I found like some dark ones, and I was like, let's keep it lighter. Let's okay, keep it lighter. Okay. So I ended up finding some like I wouldn't even consider them like sinister football facts. Um, but I want to get your POV on them because this is the difference. Because you have played football, you're very well versed. I would say I tried out for football. That's a different thing. I see that. <laughs> so, I, I, I I saw yes. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. with a lot of guys in my. You high see that school. in my spirit, yes. in my soul. Yeah, I do see that. For that your, I, I'm someone that who tracks. tried but didn't that make tracks. the cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was really young. okay. I was young, very uh-huh, young. Uh-huh. I must have been like. 10, but oh, it didn't wow. go well for me. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Maybe. It's okay. I played right. soccer. Good. Soccer's better. I, I did, mean, I, I did no, dance. No. Football's I did better. Dance. Football. Football. <laughs> <laughs> you did dance. Okay. Yeah, I did football. You did dance. Okay. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> 
So <laughs> here's what I have. I have a bunch of like different little tiny stories and facts. So I'm just going to scatter around okay. and just read the ones that look the most interesting and just, to me. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tee up. I'm going to tell you the story and then I want to get your POV on like how you feel about it. But mm-hmm. there's, let's see, what's a good one to start with? Well, I should ask you, do you know what the most dangerous football stadium is in the U.S.? Oh, my God. Because there is one. Actually, you would probably know more than anybody because it's in the state. Raiders. No? No, it's actually, it's a college stadium. It's Cal State Stadium. Really? Now, why? Yeah, Yeah. so have you Did I mean by, like, fights or, like, by players getting hurt? No. No. So, (laughs) impending doom. Impending doom. I've never been to that Cal State Stadium. Yeah. Cal State, it's, well, the LA, reason it's or Fullerton. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Okay. I actually didn't double check. Okay, whichever one's near the water. Okay, so LA. I that's LA, I right? I don't know. Either one's near the water. Irvine. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> okay, well, wait. the reason it's yeah. this is significant is because it was constructed on what is believed to be one of the most dangerous and impending disaster locations in our country. <laughs> Cal oh. State Stadium was constructed over Hayward's fault. Which oh, is a crack north. that if an earthquake came, it's up north. Is thing. it up north? Okay, yeah, yeah, that would make sense. That makes sense. They but, have the worst fault lines, and that's Hayward. I remember we had to learn all those. Oh, yeah. it would like impending disaster if something went down. So mm-hmm. seismologists who have actually commented on this, you're they're like, "This so actually funny goes that beyond the country." You're talking about the natural disaster. I'm like, "Who is it? A bar? Is it a fight after the game? Like at the Steelers Stadium?" And you're like, "No." This is a seismic earthquake. Like, it's just it's as dangerous as a tsunami in Santa Monica. Oh my god! It's very like Debbie Downer. Like, have you guys heard it. about feline AIDS, I the number it. one killer of cats? Right, 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 right. <laughs> I started hearing about that. Yeah, during the pandemic, I was like, what? Um, okay, that feline was feline AIDS. Yeah. Wait, no, no, there's more to it. Hold on. So, um, well, seismologists have commented on this, and they were like, it's considered to be the mo- like the worst fault line in the world. So I'm, like, blown away by the idea that that in the process of construction that they would pick this location to build a stadium. And they're like, let's put something on this where we can house, like, thousands of people. No, no, no. I hate thinking about earthquakes here. Um, Especially L.A. stadiums, too. We don't don't need to know. Mm -hmm. You know, it's better off to just be ignorance is bliss. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they kind of eliminated that because in the stadium. So I should say, like, when they constructed it, it's probably assumed they weren't, like, privy to that knowledge that it was over... Oh, my God. What's going on in the background? Sorry. Are they coming? They're coming for us. They're yeah. coming for us. <laughs> <laughs> the earthquake is happening. <laughs> well, they have drawn on the actual stadium. It's spray painted into the turf. It's the fault line in the middle of the stadium. No. So you can never forget you know, it when you're there. You know what the scariest <laughs> scene in a movie to me is? Is when, like, it's what? the uh, it's Batman or Dark Knight 3 when the stadium just starts collapsing because like oh the villain as I'm like that's the idea of American you know like safety and then just it crumbling down I I hated that and the the players just running. Would you be safest if you ran to the center of the stadium? Is that the safest? Because like there's nothing overhead. I don't right if it's like an open air know. football stadium. I think you stadium? just run up or down. I don't know. <laughs> or would you run up and out? I think I would just stand in the middle in the gra- on the turf. I would just, I would just stand might, right there. I, I would just while everything collapsed yeah, around. I might, me. I might crumble like Riley Brooks says she crumbles. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm always well, okay. Well, this okay. is a light okay. one. <laughs> That's a light one. Let me see. That was a light well. This one. one's oh, actually boy. not. Yeah, I mean, this is also a light one too. Actually, okay. this is actually like one light. that's not proven. Okay. Um, it's a, about an NBC employee who once ran onto the field to disrupt the 1958 NFC Championship game. 
And I was like, well, why, why would they do this? So this is actually, this is interesting what happened. So there is this legend, although it's been verified by a lot of people who were in the stadium at the time. An NBC employee ran onto the field during the famous 1958 NFL championship game because a TV cable cable um, became unplugged <laughs> oh, no. because of a ruckus in the crowd okay. so that sounds more like there was what, a guy yeah, uh, appropriate for he NFL. ran he ran out onto the field uh-huh. basically pretended to be drunk so he could have the game pause which would no. give nbc enough time to re-establish no the cable. <laughs> i'm dead i believe that one i believe that they, they will do anything it's such a 1950s like yes. instead of just doing the sensible thing of being like ladies and gentlemen <laughs> right. we have to pause Let's the game for a technical crowd. difficulty right 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 yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah gotta this, keep like, the poor, illusion like, alive that's funny he was an intern or a page or something he I just ran out there and it's like do that like eight years ago be like oh yes i'll do it i'll do it whatever you need <laughs> i'll run out what, there absolutely what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll absolutely yeah. go on camera right. and do this. <laughs> That's hilarious. So it's a legend, though, because no one actually knows whether or not this was true because it's kind of fantastical. Okay. But it probably happened. It, I mean, there were quite a few witnesses. To me. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Maybe I should get a bit darker that because that's a, that's yeah. a light one, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's see. We've got... Do you have any high school or college ones? Actually, no, do don't I do high, high school, school if they're dark. But... <laughs> I don't think I have any high school okay. ones. I mean, I guess the college one would oh, have you been did the, college the Cal State. Right, right, right. Yeah, the Cal State one. But this one, some of these involve like specific to players. To be honest, so this one actually. I didn't know Cal State yeah. even like had a football team. <laughs> you got to get like D one. Like... Well, because nobody wants to play there because it's a pending earthquake. Stop. That's why no one's there. Jane. Right, right. <laughs> They're over it. They're out. Yeah. They said, I, we, I "No, agree. we don't need that." Yeah. They have, why spray paint the fault line in the middle of it as just like as a, a reminder. constant reminder? Like, yeah, no. Hey, if things go awry and like shit hits the fan, right, like, this whole thing's yeah. gonna crack right down the yeah, middle. Yeah, oh yeah, no, I wouldn't want. Well, this that. one actually involves a specific player. So we have the Jacksonville mm. Jaguars axe incident. Do you know what this is? I don't. So. Oh, God. After a zero to three start, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach Jack Del Rio placed a stump in the locker room with an axe in it. And I was like, this is some like old school football stuff yep, yep, yep. of like coaches trying to rev up their players. Yep, yep, yep. But he basically instructed the whole team. He was like, you have to chop this wood and it's meant to like rev everybody up and like get them all like heated and feel very manly and inspired. Yeah. So they're like chopping this wood. And basically I think it was Chris Hansen who took a turn and he was their punter. Uh-huh. He went to swing at the wood, missed, and hit his own leg. No. The punter. Had to go in for emergency surgery, and it ended his season. Oh I think he recovered, gosh. so it's a fine story. But, like, the coach did that to his own wood. team. That's so dangerous. That's but yeah, for, I, like, I did see a lot a of that, like, a lot of, you know, masculine hype up, which was cool to see in the movie. But it's also, like, funny for everyone to look back on that, like... It was. It's not that serious, but but for that story, that sounds freaking serious. And we never had an axe in my <laughs> locker room. It was always safe. Uh, well, I always had my own locker room. Do you have room. anything to like rev you guys up? Because that wasn't the only like story of this. Yeah, I found, well, you know what's like... interesting? Sometimes too, I wasn't there for like the celebrations as much as as Riley was in the movie, which was cool because they were like, you know, girls and boys got to be separate. So. Um, oh right. Yeah. Right, right. So I sometimes it's like I would just come down to the field like right before everyone was done changing. I guess I was part of. I was always part of like the the um, pump up speeches. But there, mm-hmm. 
Gonna, but none of the axe get, throwing in the locker rooms. Their, 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 their version of axe throwing was blasting <laughs> Katy Perry. I won't say who, but they they loved some some of the prime Katy Perry songs, as did I. But it was funny, like these guys trying to be macho, and that their pump up music was Katy Perry. So that I think anyone can get pumped up right? to Katy Perry. Right. I don't blame them at all. Okay, good, good, good. good. I think there's some science behind that. Yes. So <laughs> I would believe it. She's great. Let's see. Well, there's a similar one as far as like. There was another one that I heard of, like, because, I mean, I've seen this before as, like, a common trope, I would say, with certain football teams where, like, to pump up, guys will, like, hit things. Yeah. Like, or, like, hit themselves. There was, like, one I was reading about with a guy who, like, he, like, was hitting his head against his helmet, like, trying to, like, get himself in the game. People will do that to each other. Like, I had different coaches, too. Gosh, I think throughout my time in high school, I had three different coaches. And so the coach in the movie is kind of a combination of all of them who had different tactics. But my freshman year coach was really into like hardcore tackling drills, which I loved at the time. I thought it was really like fun. <laughs> I liked I liked the hitting aspect of it, which was interesting. You know, what does that say about me? Like colliding with other people? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. I and love I, that. No, I absolutely yeah, love still that. Still bisexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> No, I stop. I'm gonna piss. Stop. The the colliding was fun. Um, No, but I I did. I think, you know, it got out some of our pent up, like, we have to take all these AP classes to get into Harvard um, energy that we had. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of amazing you were able to balance that with, I mean, the schoolwork. I can't imagine. Yeah, it was hard. It was like physically exhausting. That's the thing about football when you're wearing pads is like you your body's taking on extra weight and uh, there are jokes about that in the movie with the quarterback but like it's um yeah it, it, it's is a physically draining sport and i played soccer and mm-hmm. basketball and track and and by far football was i think soccer was the most like endurance wise the hardest but football took the most out of your body does that make sense? That I can believe. Yeah. yeah. Soccer's yeah, like like I running 6 believe. miles for nothing and then football's like boom 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 hits yeah do you know bryce hurt himself like playing soccer as an adult i mean because yes. he played, like, didn't he strain his <laughs> he, like, what he played one game I know. like some, some scrimmage or something no, adult, that's why like, I'm, I'm in adult kickball leagues because that's safe enough for me <laughs> that's where i've fallen to <laughs> didn't you do axe throwing at one point I, oh yeah me. yeah that was a queer field day event that was a very queer event axe throwing that was i fun. then took people to go axe throwing you we did? went axe throwing it was fun but you know what's yeah. weird it's kind of like counterintuitive. You kind of have to let go at the last moment. And I thought it was going to be more like boxing where you let it all out. But axe throwing is like a technique. I don't know. But it is, it's cool. It was cool. It was cool. It was queer. Um, you know, like, like it's extreme. Like, it's very queer coded. <laughs> yeah. Like like Paige, uh, Paige says in the, you know, just living life and being queer. That's what you got to do. <laughs> Sorry. What's the, what's oh, the, s- what's the, <laughs> Uh, in, Did you mean gridiron grind? Yes, that is what I meant to say. Oh my gosh! Yes, hey, easy slip. Do I have to bleep that out? Yeah. Let's <laughs> okay. uh, Gridiron grind. Gridiron grind. Gridiron grind. Say it over and over again. Um. <laughs> okay, I'm going to pivot us pivot us into another story here because okay. I think you'll find this one interesting. <laughs> have you heard of the 1988 Fog Bowl? That sounds kind of vaguely familiar, but no. It's really famous, actually. It went down in NFL history, but okay. I think this is 
It is a game that is arguably thought to be one of the toughest games that was ever played really? in the U.S. Okay, and purely I will based say on that weather I, conditions. I do like I asked you. I I watched a lot more college football growing up. So like Pac-12 teams, UCLA, Stanford, Oregon, USC, and now they're all split up. But so I I don't know why NFL to me was not. I I watch a little bit now that I have roommates who watch a little a lot of NFL, but I always love watching college football. I think there's something more like pure and innocent about it and just like fun. But anyway, like okay. aspirational too. You're yeah. like closer to it when you're young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this yeah. also this would have been from like the NFL archives, right? Too. Before this I was is like born. 1980. This is yeah. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. is old. Yeah. <laughs> you were born before after 1988. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't don't tease me, Silas. <laughs> you know how I am about age. <laughs> Well, let me tell you about this Fog Bowl, because I think I'd be curious to hear, like, as someone who's actually been on the field, like, okay. how you would feel about this. Okay. So, it is considered one of the toughest games oh, that was ever played, purely fog. based yeah. yeah, purely based on the weather conditions. Because mm-hmm. meteorologists recommended, they're like, this game should be canceled, because nobody can see anything. But the game went on, and it was effectively, like, the lowest form of, like, fog, like, clouds in this stadium. Like, truly, no one in the crowds could see anything refs could not see anything people in the stands couldn't see anything people um watching on television could see nothing it was just a white screen oh my. but the players were out there calling For their own what? plays yeah why would yeah they were like they were like this just happened and so the refs were like i couldn't see anything what actually went down and it's like why is this game wait going i actually want to want to youtube that because that sounds really interesting have you ever heard of would you look at like pictures oh. and videos of this it's nuts it, it, the fog bowl and where did this yeah. happen Ooh, wait, I have that somewhere in the story charge. Um, but have you ever heard of Actually, the, maybe I don't have where it happened. The big game, what is it called? The the Stanford-Berkeley game where, like, it's just chaos at the end of the game. And Stanford thought they had it won. This was also in, like, the 80s. It's, it's, I'll, I'll send you the video after. I don't remember what it's called. What um, happened? Yeah, so wait, Stanford and Cal are big rivals. And so I don't know if okay. my parents were there in college at the time or not. Gonna kill me for telling this story, making Stanford look bad. But my dad always teases me that I used Michigan instead of Stanford because that's where my parents went to Stanford. Um, mm. But I was like, Michigan's more compelling for Riley to say, you know, that's a big football school. So everyone else agrees, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so what happened at the game though? Okay, so at the game, um, it was like the final kickoff play, and Stanford thought they had it won, and. So the Stanford band is, like, really goofy, right? And they have people who dress up as trees, and and it's really fun. And they all stormed the field just in complete chaos. But the game was not officially over. And a Cal guy, like, picked up the ball and started running and scored a touchdown. And then, like, Cal ended up winning the game. Um, it was madness. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know it as well. Were people going insane? Yes. And people still argue about like, you know, so someone is down in football if their like knee touches the ground and they've changed the Mm -hmm. rules about that too. But, uh, it actually, I'll also, no, I shouldn't. Um, (laughs) they happened to Duke also against Miami one time. Uh, not as infamous. Wait, so can I clarify real quick? So he tried to catch the ball. It bounced off of his hands. Was that the thought? I think they thought. Time had expired and it hadn't. Oh, and then oh, so oh, I think the, I know what you're talking about. Okay, I think I found stormed. this. You've probably seen a video mm-hmm. of it, and everybody stormed the field, and there was so much chaos. But there was like one second left. I don't know how. And then, um, uh, and then a Cal guy just ran the ball back. Some people say that he was down, um, like, mm-hmm. but then others argue that he wasn't. Of course, and Cal ended up winning the game. 
So it, and there's it was, no camera was, footage to like oh, prove it because it was so chaotic. Well, it, yeah, there, there was no there was no replay at the time. The instant replay is a way like a 21st century device, I think. <laughs> um, what year was this? This was in the 80s. 80s, yeah, I believe so. Oh, yeah, so you got to check tricky, it out. Tricky. I don't remember like the big. I don't know what. Oops, I don't know if it's called the big play, um, but it, it's a uh, it, it, it's you know. Stanford athletics are awesome, but it's not their finest moment. <laughs> I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, yeah. Let me see. Okay. Let me see if I have another one. I'll do one more. Okay. How about that? Sounds this good. This one. You sound like there's a fighter jet flying over. I know. Right well, this is my little balcony. <laughs> you're you're like, sure. You're like, hurry up because they're about to bomb. Right. I'm like, don't listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this one actually is pretty sinister. So okay. I'm, I'll be curious to hear your thoughts on this. All right. Let's see. This is considered the most haunted stadium in the country. Do you have any idea what it might be? It's actually pretty famous. It's been it's noted gotta be in movies, too. It's got to be on the East too. Coast, right? Like Salem or something? No. Uh, no give me a hint. Tennessee. Give me a hint. Tennessee? The Titans? Tennessee. Titans Stadium? It is the... No, it's the university. Oh, I guess this oh, is college, too. Yeah, this is that's college. college. Um, Tennessee Stadium. Okay, and mm-hmm. that's where Coach Cutcliffe... I, I, I got to spit out some football, football knowledge for the people listening <laughs> so coach i was gonna say it was like jade you gotta back up this claim yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> well coach cutcliffe he trained the um uh the manning brothers payton and eli manning amazing quarterbacks who retired were they now. university of tennessee yes well one i don't oh. know both of them were but he was the quarterback coach or offensive coordinator and then he coached at duke for years and he gave us this whole resurgence from the time that bryce and i were there and uh, he like really transformed the program for, for Duke. It, it, you know, it was like going to some bowl games, but we almost beat Johnny Manziel in the, um, in the Chick-fil-A bowl in 2013. It was, that was one of the saddest moments of my life. Like literally, I know, I know. Uh, We lost 52 to 48. And I was like, people are finally going to recognize Duke football. And, and, and yeah, then Johnny Manziel did his thing, but I'm, you know, I still, it was called the Chick-fil-A bowl. Yes. Uh, Right, uh, I shouldn't boo Chick Fil A and Pride. <laughs> no, it was reminded me because when I when we were on tour, Stu and I, who I n- yeah. normally do the podcast yeah, yeah, with, yeah. we stopped at the Raising Cane Stadium, Stop. I think in Texas somewhere. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. my first introduction to Raising Cane's, and I was like, they have a whole stadium out here. I know because you're Jeez, from and they catered what? it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and like, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, they, yeah. It's a different, yeah. The Southern Stadium. There's no canes up there, right? At all. Yeah, no, no, no. So, yeah. The Southern Stadiums have a different vibe for sure. But they catered the green room with it, and it was like crack for us. We were like, oh really? Oh my, we were sh- <laughs> we were shaking because we had never had like. I mean, we'd had actually on that tour was the first time I tried Chick Fil A. I'd never had Chick Fil A because we really don't have those. Yeah, up in, I like, think that the area first time, East Coast either. I mean, there's some in California, but I don't even like it. But we used to have on campus at Duke, and I would never really get it. But yeah. Um, so the Chick-fil-A bowl, yeah, I didn't go, but we did go to like the ACC championship was in, it was in Charlotte that year and a bunch of my friends Mm -hmm. and I drove down. Yeah. I, I, I really love college football and it's funny because when my roommates will watch NFL, I'll be like, Oh, is that Jameson Crowder? Like he went to Duke and Daniel Jones and he went to Duke and that's all I'll say. And I'm like, yeah, we get it, Jade. You have 10 NFL players in the, Yeah. (laughs) But I'm very proud of... I was about to say, I was like, this podcast, it's amazing there are two queer people on the mic right now, because this podcast has become so heterosexual. We're talking nonstop about football. We brought up Chick-fil-A. Hey, <laughs> like... uh, queer women are allowed to, are, are known for knowing sports, it's, except for surprise. That's true. Except That's for true. Sometimes I'm surprised how many don't. <laughs> but yeah. 
Just I, just axe well, throwing. Just axe throwing. Just axe throwing <laughs> is the only sport. <laughs> Arguably, it's a tough one. I mean, there's a strategy to it, as it, you said. I was, it's I was tough. frustrated. Yeah, it was tough. I envisioned that I could do it one-handed for some reason, like I saw in the movies. No. Because that's what I thought. I was like, yeah, no. it'll be like very Kill Bill, no, Silas, me throwing an no, axe. No, no, no. You got to like get the, you have to get the right grip. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really trying to write Well, it. I learned this yeah. when I almost like yeah. killed somebody with it and it flew out of my hand. <laughs> no, it's very dangerous too. They have a line and they, and, and then they have this whole like, you know, release form that basically says you may die. I'm like. Well, yeah, I mean, because the wind-up is what's dangerous. Yeah. Because if you don't have a good grip and you, like, swing back exactly. to throw and it leaves your hand, yeah. whoever's behind Wait, you. Okay, next time I want to do, like, horror stories about axe throwing. About axe throwing. <laughs> that would be so scary. <laughs> oh, God. I'm scared. That would, like, scare me from, like, doing it again, Same. I think. I know. If I, I don't want to think about those. it. It's like how I don't go on roller coasters <laughs> anymore. Like, when I was a teenager, I loved them. And now I'm, I'm like... That roller coaster got stuck at that, that, what? Like, it was broken and, you know. It depends where it no, is. No, no, like, like, there a, are certain, like, like theme parks flags, you can trust them. Like, not Disneyland is fine, but, like, a Six Flags. I used I to. Like six Flags the ones I trust. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking of, like, county fairs. Like, That's those are the true. ones that are, like, they're not even bolted right, into the ground. Right. The, like, the log ride, you're, like, you're, 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 the log ride, you're holding on to the water. Like, it's slipping and you're, like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You just gave me such a good idea. I think I want to do an episode on this podcast of just. Like carnival disasters, <laughs> theme park disasters. I, would, I could not listen. Stu would eat that. That would be uh. that would be great. That would be scary. Um, so, so I'm gonna yeah. give you the final okay. the final one here. This is our haunted stadium. It's part of the University of Tennessee, and I'll get into why it's haunted. I actually didn't make this connection because I knew about this program of what makes it haunted. I didn't realize like the two and two went together. So the University of Tennessee is very famous for this extension of their forensics anthropology program oh, wow. because the university has a body farm on the campus. Do you know about this? I don't. I don't like to. I don't. I think UNC Chapel Hill had like a graveyard. But what is a body farm? It's not a graveyard. It's not a graveyard at all. What is it? What is <laughs> it? What is it? So basically, part of the forensics program, obviously, uh-huh. like, it's about the study and the science of the human body and, like, learning about forensics and decomposition. And it's very, like, that's nothing, like, really insidious about it. But basically, it's a fenced-in portion of the grounds where there are people who donated their bodies to science and they donated their bodies to the university to basically be laid out just on the grounds in the open mm. um, so that students can come in and observe and study the effects <laughs> of open-air decomposition. Oh, oh my god! <laughs> now, this is a long... Yeah, it's very, how like... It, you have bo- to, it is, oh, how old are the bodies? Well... Well, that's the thing is, like, they have to study them at various stages of decomposition, so they swap a lot of the bodies out. And this program is longstanding. So they there have been thousands of people who have donated their corpses to this program. And students have to be very, like, yeah. it's very coveted. It's not, like, open. Like, you have to be in the class. There's special right, permission. Right, 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 right. Because you get to view, like, human remains, like, out in the Uh air. Right. (laughs) But because this program has been around for so long and they have thousands of bodies that at a point that's like, okay, they're fully decomposed. It's like, what do you do with those remains? They box them up and they store them under the football stadium. No. 
That's worse. So the, that's worse than the fault line to me. So when you're playing at that stadium, there's a lot of lore. They're like that, those are what? haunted grounds because you're playing oh. over like thousands of bodies. No. It's like playing in a cemetery. No, I cannot. What the heck? Wow. <laughs> this was featured in the movie The Blind Side. Actually, oh, I was like, really? where have I heard this before? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The Blind Side was. I think that's where he's trying to go. Like yes. University oh, of. No, um... he tries to go to Ole Miss. But I watched that movie a lot for this movie too. The Blind Side. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Great movie. Does he get talked out of going to University of Tennessee? Yes. Is that what it is? Well, Ole Miss is where his family, his adopted family, they all went. And it's where he actually wants mm-hmm. to go. But then it's, yeah, I don't want to spoil the movie, but you should have seen it by now. But, um, yeah. I was going to say, I was like, that came out in like 2008 or something. <laughs> but I think, I think Tennessee is a close second or something for him. Um, but, yeah, it's a cool movie because they, they, they have real coaches come in. Like Nick Saban, who I oh gosh, I don't know where he coaches now, but he at a, for a while he was at Alabama, and then they have all these like big guys from all the top like SEC programs come in, and so it's yeah for me it's funny yeah I just love college football I can't wait till the season comes out maybe a gridiron grind will have a resurgence when college football season starts yeah but <laughs> yeah. maybe there is a, I wonder if there is like a seasonal peak in like interest in just football That's, content yeah. outside of watching I think football like, but you're like I want to watch like remember the Titans I exactly. want to watch all the classic movies well I think that was a real consideration for us of like not really my decision at all but the um for Tubi it's like when to release this film is it is it for football season or is it for pride and I'm glad they did it for pride but it's like it's equally both you know I almost wondered while I was watching it, I was like, this would be a really great movie that they could play in schools. Like, yes! it's such a great story yes. about, like, inclusivity and just, right. it's perfect age because they're all high schoolers. I was like, I'm yeah. surprised that there's not more of a push to, like, make this, because it kind of is like an inadvertent, like, educational film. Yes, just yes, on, uh, pre- for so yes, many different yes, reasons. Yes. So many things. It's like, toxic masculinity <laughs> is not just for guys, and girls should be able to do whatever they want. Female empowerment, acceptance, queer identity, black identity. It's everything. To me, I'm like, it checks all the boxes. So I would love that if, uh, and I'll tell my teacher friends that, like, play it for your middle schoolers. Um, yeah, because that's... Creepers, if any of you are teachers, <laughs> please contact me so we can get you on the list. I mean... We'll get you a, an ad-free screening. <laughs> that's the whole point for me is for people to see it at a young age where I had very limited yeah. content like this, especially, like, black content that was a drama um, with, you know, a privileged black family that wasn't, like, gangsters or or you know or it wasn't like a sitcom that like fresh prince or... which shows the full spectrum yeah, of yeah. black experience exactly. at, at different levels of yeah. of income as well yeah, so yeah. i like that there's Thank you. Yeah. it's not even necessarily a focal point of no, the story but you definitely like a, see how it's leveraged yeah. against her yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely and then they're like yeah some mixed race things going on romantically with multiple people and it's not even that's not even an issue and i love that i'm like yeah yeah so uh it, it gets it, a little steamy it's there, but there's some high drama there is some like high well okay i won't spoil anything but there's a certain reveal i will say that involves like some of the relationship dynamics and me and i forgot who i was sitting yeah. next to i think it was lily yeah i was sitting next yeah, to lily. yeah Lily's and great. We, at the same time we both went we grabbed our throats i know some of the twists when I watch with new audiences because we watched it like three times that week as the cast and crew and I was like oh I forgot about that oh and that and then it's just yeah at the midpoint just buckle up it's just 
twist out. Had you seen it so many times that you were like prepared to see it in a room with like your family and friends? Or was that still like a little like cringe and like nerve wracking? It was, it's been nerve wracking each time. What was nice is when one like cast member hosted something and I was like, I have no stake in the game here. So that was a fun night. Like, Mm -hmm. but when I watched it with my close family, um, my immediate family came to the screening at Fox, and I kept looking back at them. I was like, I have to be in the row in front of them. <laughs> and I also took a good friend who could just, like, support me and hold my hand. And then I was like, oh, oh yeah. that's sweet. And they, oh, my siblings cried. That was really special. That was really, oh, yeah, it was great. And then watching it with the big group of friends, to me, was more special because they knew how long I'd been working on this film. And yeah, I started writing it in a coffee shop five years ago and then tried to pitch it and pitch it and pitch it. You know, it was originally going to be a show. We, yeah, we can get into that next time. But right now, please go stream Gridiron Grind on Tubi. It's here. It's alive and well. Yes. For pride, for um, your own entertainment, for everything. Or just to catch up on everything that we're talking yeah, about. So yeah, yeah, yeah. To learn more yeah. about football if you want. Yeah. <laughs> it truly was educational for me to learn Good. more about football. I know, and some people were like, I didn't go. When she was like, I'm slow on O. I'm like, I, it's okay. It's just her talking in football talk. Like, you you know, you get the, you get the like, uh, sentiment. Yeah. <laughs> the stakes were high. I did, I did like, um, oh God, I can't say it before. I'm going to end up spoiling no, it. No, I like but, run my mouth tell, too much. Yeah, that's, that, that speaks, you know, to how much you enjoyed it, right? <laughs> I really did. I know. I love this movie. Creepers, please again, check out the movie on Tubi. It's called Gridiron Grind. It is the first thing you can find in the search bar if you type in Gridiron. I've checked myself. Thank I've you. checked yes, myself. Yes, yes. <laughs> of course. Jade, thank you so much for coming of on Creep Time, the podcast. Thank you for having me, Silas. This was amazing. Yeah, I'm so excited, Creepers. We're going to catch you next week on a Friday episode. Maybe Jade will come back for another episode in the future. Who knows? Maybe. All right. Maybe there's a sequel. Maybe there's a sequel. Maybe I'll be in the sequel. You guys keep streaming it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.